Before we start today's podcast, I would like to acknowledge the traditional custodians of the land on which we are recording today. This is, was, and always will be Aboriginal land. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Schedulers Podcast, episode 12. Is that right? Yeah. Did I say that? You, 12. Yeah. yeah. Um, today, I am joined again by Laura. Hey. This is your second one. Number two. I'm Number a veteran. Um, how are you? I'm fabulous. How are you? Pretty good. Um, so obviously I've invited you back because I'm, I really like you. And I'm really good and super modest. Thank you. Good at what? Um, talking. Same. Yeah. <laughs> I've been listening to a lot of podcasts lately just to like kind of like see how other people do it. Mm. And I've realized that uh, I'm very unprofessional. Are you? <laughs> I just think like maybe I listen to some very like relaxed type of podcasts, but yeah, yours definitely doesn't stand out as unprofessional. Okay, well that's good because I just wanted to be like casual and like not um too. Hi guys, welcome to scripted. Yeah, I don't want mm. it to be like that because mm. I just I just don't I can't take myself that seriously. Yeah. So I just like to keep it open and keep it free. Like, it's like a conversation. I think that's how it should be. It should be, you put your podcast on, on your way to work or whatever, and you just feel like you're a part of that conversation. Absolutely. I agree. And everybody that listens to this podcast is pretty much part of this little family because we all, you know, I like everyone that Mm. listens to this. And I get a lot of feedback and I talk to a lot of people about some creepy shit and like their experiences and it's just really cool. Yeah, Um, totally. Do you listen to other podcasts? I do. I listen to some, not as uh, religiously as other people, but yeah, I definitely dabble. Like what? Um, I've listened to one that Eric and I like is The Dollop. We like listening to that. Yeah, The Dollop's really good. Um, Also, um, it's called like We Are Here or something like that with Sean Moss and he interviews scientists and doctors and things like that. Mm. Good educational one. Um, my favorite murder. It's a banger. Oh yeah, that's we gotta classic. love that one. Uh, yeah, there. I guess they're three kind of go tos. But yeah, I dabble. I don't really have yeah a consistent one that I'm like gotta listen to that all the time. No, fair. I listen to like mostly my favorite murder, obviously, because it's like what inspired this podcast, really. Mm. And then um, Law L O R E. That's a really really good one too. All right. Um, heard of it. And then there's let's, let's talk about myths, baby, which is like a uh, Greek mythology podcast. It's just sort of really fucking funny and like casual, and she just kind of gets drunk every episode and talks shit about the Greek mythology and how like misogynistic and horrible it was. <laughs> That's <laughs> amazing. That's not actually. That sounds like one we listened to the other day in the car, and it's a BBC one, and it's called "You're Dead to Me." Have you heard of that I've one? I've heard of it. Yeah. Yeah, that one's really cool too. With like, um, they get a, a comedian and a. Um, someone educated in the field and they have a chat about it and that's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, Also, like, there's obviously, like, your guilty pleasure ones too, like, RuPaul has one. (laughs) That's called, like, Watch the Tea with Michelle Visage. Yeah. It's, like, it's not good, but it's just, like, whatever. Yeah. If I've got nothing else. You're there for a chat, exactly. If I've got nothing else to listen to. And, like, sometimes I'll put a podcast on that I don't want to pay attention to and that's one of them. Mm, It's just really background when I'm cleaning or something. But if I actually want to pay attention, I'll listen to a good one. Um, okay, so obviously, like, Australia is a bit weird at the moment. It's always the world. Yeah. Like, what's going on? Like, because Corona, <laughs> virus, COVID-19, interesting. COVID-19, COVID, yes. Uh, I just, like, 
I'm not even like gonna get on the bandwagon and say any toilet paper bullshit jokes because there's no point. <laughs> I just don't want to don't want to pander to that. But yeah, I genuinely needed toilet paper last week. I couldn't get any. Well, that's why you get it from hashtag not sponsored. Who gives a crap? Toilet paper. Yeah. Forty eight rolls delivered to your door, and you are set for months on Guess end. Guess what? You cannot sign up for it. You can't now, but you know. Too late. You're too late to the game. No, so um, I I'm to, there. Yeah. So. My brother, Carl, he worked, he works at a nursing home or hospital. I can't remember. But he like got, you know, like the toilet paper that you put in the dispensaries. Like the huge ones. Yeah. He yeah. brought those home because it would get them real desperate. And like 0. Oh. 0.001 ply. Ply. Yeah. It's see-through. So yeah. that's what I'm dealing with. Oh, wow. Like you it can, touches the water. You can take some of mine. You can take some of mine. Thank you. But it dissolves. Yeah. It just disappears. Yeah. It's magic. Well... Like, I need, are you worried? Um, no, no, I'm not because, uh, obviously, I'm not that educated. And I'm not gonna pretend that I'm a doctor or anything. But from what I've read, which is everywhere, um, I feel like it doesn't affect young people as much, like physically. But also, I would worry that if I got it, I'd pass it on to someone that is mm. a bit more um, vulnerable. Yeah, I guess, but. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I just like, it's just like, to me, it's like one of those, like every year it's like Zika virus, bird flu, swine flu. Now yeah, it's, it's all it's, very similar. It's all now, now it's yeah. another one. And then, you know, in a couple of months, everyone's going to forget about it and not talk about it anymore. So it's well, just it like exhausting. Well, hasn't peaked yet, so. What do you mean? Well, pandemics, uh, they they follow a, um, I guess, a trajectory <clears throat> and um, corona hasn't hit its peak yet. So um, they're ex- they're expecting it to be in like June July um, when it hits its peak, and that's when I guess it will be most spread. Most cases, you know, cases will be up and things like that, um, and that's really when you've got to have the whole um, toilet paper prep, <laughs> all of that. I guess so. Yeah, yeah. So um, where where is it hitting? Is it the, the worst? Is in China still? Uh, it's really bad in Europe at the moment. Italy, like Italy's yeah. in uh, quarantine, like it's fully locked down. Everyone had to be in their houses and um, locked away. But I mean, that it's it's you've got to do that for things like this that are so easily um, transmitted. Like mm. it's close human contact. It's you know because of the re- respirat res. Help me with this word. Respiratory? Respiratory? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, (laughs) Because it's, yeah, it's passed so easily that um, by kind of locking people away that it it minimises that spread so quickly. But the thing is you're only really buying time. Eventually Mm. it will spread, but, you know, this time can be good for, like, you know, maybe they'll find a a cure or a vaccine or find the thing that that kind of squashes it, I guess. I feel like... um it also might wake people up a bit to like the uh well it also like prepares us for something that would be more serious in the future i guess because i yeah. think that it's not uh you know it's not a end of the world type thing no um, and um you know there are a few um sources saying that um it could be something that is seasonal that comes it comes back just like influenza every yeah. year um because of the way that it's um I guess, developing and, and the, um, what am I trying to say? Like the way that the virus is made up is that it could easily be one of these things that it goes away and then each year around, you know, flu season that it is one of the flus that come up. 
Like it's a new one. Yeah, like yeah. a new influenza. I mean, influenza changes every year as well. That's, That's true. why you get a new flu vaccine every year. But I guess, like, obviously, if it came around again, we might have a vaccine next time. Yeah, possibly. But the thing is with flus is that they morph. Mutate. They change. They mutate. Yeah. Like an X-Man. So we might have the vaccine for it for this type, but there's already two strands of coronavirus now. What? Yeah. I think they're called the L and the S strand. And so they're, they're slightly varying um, in, you know, what they look like under a microscope. And, yeah, so there's already it's already mutated. I just, like, <laughs> wow, I don't know anything. You learn so much if you just do a bit of reading, doll. But it's also one of those things, like, if you don't think about it, you won't get it. <laughs> Pull the wool over his eyes. Pull it yes, over. very good, very good. Um, yeah, good. Well, look, let's change subject. Yeah, I mean, actually, one more thing. Oh. Um, Justin Trudeau's wife has just been tested positive today. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, so um, he's quarantining himself and his family. And the state of Ohio has shut all of their schools from K to 12 for two weeks. Well, you're a teacher. Would you like that? Look... As a lifestyle, yes, I would. I would really like to work from home. I mean, who wouldn't want to just be on their couch and do their work? But, you know, for the general public, it's it's not great because, you know, the parents of these kids um, have to – someone has to be home, you know? Like, what's, what's going to happen to yeah. those kids whose parents have to work for the money and, yeah, yeah. you know? But there, there has been talk about it, the directorate, and we've talked about it in our staff meetings, but kids are – the number one um, spreader of respiratory diseases in across the whole world. They're, they're the group. They are unhealthy little swines. Oh they God. are. I did read yes. the thing. Um, uh, I don't remember where I read it, but the government in Australia is thinking about giving uh, certain like leave entitlements to full time workers, but it just sucks for people who work casually. Mm. Or people like me who work only like a couple of hours a week for a day job and then run events. So it's like it's really going to affect yeah. people coming out. I think there's some events. talk about like Centrelink and things stepping up as well to, um, I don't know, um, like give fi- finances somehow to, mm. to, you know, those marginalised groups, which would be good. Well, who knows, maybe the next episode we'll both have it. <laughs> So stay tuned. Yes. Yeah, we'll Heavy see. Heavy breathing, indeed. <gasps> Laura, that's so insensitive. What's wrong with you? <laughs> but, My bad. I'm just a millennial. I same. can't help it. Like, uh, <laughs> all right. So, um, you know, I want to talk about, I want to talk about like what's, what's going on. Like what's, what's new? Like give me everything because I feel like we need to chunk up this first part of the podcast more. I just want to talk about. Anything. Anything. It doesn't have to be spooky. It can just be anything. Well, like... I mean, on the last podcast, I was talking about um, my dreams. And I actually woke up the other night bawling my eyes out. I woke up mid, like, crying fest. I don't know. There was... I think I must have just had a really, like, sad dream. But um, it's just started to... You don't remember it? No, it's just started to get cold here. And I think I was too hot and... 
lots of other things. I've been having some fucking crazy dreams. Lately. Yeah. Like the like the other night, I had this insane. I think because I moved moved houses as well. I don't know. It's like my subconscious is like, "Hello, what's going on?" It's like, yeah, new environments do it to me yeah. too. Yeah, and I was just this crazy, insane dream where I was like. <laughs> At my grandma's house, but then it morphed into like I was in Japan on a cruise ship and in Disneyland. Wow, that's it just a lot. like constantly changed, and my cousin like <laughs> accidentally turned into a little crystal, and then I had to find a way to bring him back <laughs> before they found out at the seafood restaurant that he was missing. Oh my goodness! And it was just like really layered and complex. That's very layered. There's um, a lot of coronavirus. Um, little bits in there too. I know. Maybe I'm having yeah. subconscious fears. I'm really not, but <laughs> a cruise ship. But it does suck that there's so much, like it's affecting so many industries. Like for example, um, a quiet place too, which I've been fucking so excited for yeah. is ceased, um, production. It's oh, paused. Wow. Why? Don't um, well, John Krasinski, who is a director, he's just really concerned about the, um, uh, the crew and the, where are they cast. filming? Um, in the States, but, they're just yeah. worried. They're just worried that they're putting anyone at risk. And to be honest, I think it's also like a liability thing. They don't want to be like, I caught coronavirus at work. So now pay yeah. me out. So, yeah. Um, Insurance yeah. policies. And like yeah. Mardi Gras, um, um, Wagga Wagga every year, which is a small town in Australia. They have Mardi Gras every year. It's yeah. a small little Mardi Gras gathering, but it is pretty... For them, Don't it's demean huge. it. It's probably huge. <laughs> for them, it's huge. <laughs> Obviously not compared to the Sydney Mardi Gras, but, yeah. but alas, that got cancelled. Wow. Their after party who, where Aja from the States is coming might be cancelled. Mm. A bunch of concerts have been cancelled, like Downland Festivals is cancelled. Yeah, I saw that. Um, and then the government just put out a thing today saying anything over 500 people uh, must be... Cease and desisted. And I'm just like, guys, I feel kind of insensitive being like, fuck that. No, but also then again, I'm like, you've got to see that it's for, yeah, the greater good. It's for, um, what is it? Community for the, for the community. Obviously let's hope it gets cleared up. I was like, let's change subjects. We've come straight back to it. I know we have, it is the hot topic of the hour. Hot topic. I wish we had a hot topic in Australia. (laughs) When I was, like, a teen, <laughs> that was the one store that I wanted in Australia so badly because I was, like, fully emo seeing kids. See, I never had the emo phase. No, but you so were surrounded by it. I cannot relate. I was surrounded by it with your coontail. Don't you see. You can't say that anymore. Oh, okay. Because Laura is referring to a raccoon, but that word is horribly offensive. Cut it out then. <laughs> Sorry. No. With you and your raccoon tail there and you your go. hair. Oh, my goodness. It was like, so I don't know if you were into the same vibes, everyone, but it pretty much like you you would uh, dye one long strand of your hair, one part, like long part of your hair, like a blue, and then you would put black stripes down it. <laughs> so it looks like a raccoon's tail. Mm. And it was very cool. It was, it was a very look. In. It was a look. Yeah. I remember being in science class one day and a girl from our class, her name was Raquel. Like, I didn't care about saying her name. Um, she came up and was like, what the fuck is on your hair? And like got the whole class like talk shit. Everyone talks shit about you though. Come on. All the time. Either. You were the target of that I was. That the faggotry. The faggotry yes, of it all. Yes, you really were. Oh, the homophobia. Except Too for real. me. No, for you some loved reason. me. So me and Laura actually, which is, is there an earthquake? <laughs> no. I felt the ground move. What's happening? Did you feel it moving? No, not at oh. all. I, I moved this door. 
That's weird. I mean, Laura, it's ironic that me and Laura actually are on a horror podcast right now because (laughs) (laughs) we met um, in spooky circumstances because... We were in year nine. Eight. Grade grade eight. Year eight. And I wrote a horrific, true, (gasps) uh, fictional, sorry, horror story. Do you still have it? I don't, I wish. It's handwritten, handwritten in a notebook called Cabin 011. And I remember being like to this random girl who I never met, can you read my little horror story? And uh, I turned around and I picked up the notebook and I started reading. And it was the most horrifying thing I had ever laid my naive eyes on. And it's been a strong 15 years. It really has. 15? It's been 10. <laughs> um, what year is it? <laughs> 2020. So what year? Oh, yeah. Eight. I don't know. This is our decade, I think. This wow. is our, our 10-year anniversary. That's nice. I know. But if only you still had it because that would be a really funny one to read on hmm. if I was to ever come back on your podcast. Imagine. You should try and rewrite it. Yeah, I'll try and track it down because I just yeah. know for a fact that it would be... Terrible. I swear it was typed. I swear it was typed. Oh, it could have been typed. Yeah. Wow. Bring out the old laptops. I don't have it anymore. Damn it. It was like Windows 95 dial-up. <laughs> <laughs> Little thing. Microsoft Word 98. Yeah. Um, I also remember, so a couple of episodes ago I mentioned I was supposed to be going on a ghost hunt really soon and the person that I'm supposed to be going with is too busy. So I'm just like waiting for that time. It's kind of a blessing in a disguise because I really want to go, but I'm also really scared. But it will be happening very soon. Um, and I also mentioned the last episode that I have an exciting announcement to drop. Oh, my goodness. Uh, I know. I haven't even told you. I haven't told anyone. Um, but what is it? Drop it. Drop no, it. I'm not doing it now. Rude. I'm going to be dropping some hints on like the social media pages very soon. Um, and I'll probably uh, announce it when I get 200 followers on Instagram. That's like kind of the goal. Wait, can you pause the podcast and then tell me? No, I'll tell you on the break. Maybe. Okay. Okay. Probably not. <laughs> uh, so we're going to have a little, tiny little brief break um, with a word from our sponsors. Just kidding. I don't have any. <laughs> <laughs> I can be your sponsor. I'll Thank be you your overlay. Thank you so much. Um, but yeah, I'm gonna have a, we're going to have a little bit of a break and then we'll be back for our main story. See you soon. With me, undies, you could get six pair of undies. All right, that's enough. <laughs> Welcome back to the Schedulers Podcast, episode 12 with Laura. Hello, Laura. Hi. Great. So I don't know what came over me this week, but for some reason I decided to do two sort of stories, not just one, and they're both about a, like a structure or a construction. Oh. Like, I don't know what the hell I was thinking, but I just kind of fell into it. So the, like, okay. both of them I came across um, while I was reading about like some true horror stories and I've just always been fascinated by um, places that people go to, like, ghost hunt and, like, find spirits and yeah. shit. So these are two places that I found that I would actually love to go to. Would be absolutely shitting scared out of my mind. <laughs> but I would go if I had a group and had a gun. <laughs> and a gun. Oh, yeah. good. I would yes. just feel really unsafe because I get scared of spirits and ghosts. And a gun will definitely help you if you saw a, a ghost. No, to my, shoot myself. <laughs> 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 Not for the ghost. <laughs> 
Because oh the fact God. of the matter is, I couldn't live after that. <laughs> I couldn't live after Sam Spade. Maybe it would enlighten you and you'd be, no, no, you no, know, no, not no, so no, afraid no. of things. That's not how it works. <laughs> but if you saw, imagine like seeing me as a ghost, like, hey, you oh, wouldn't would be. come anywhere near me? No. no. Aww. Have you ever been to a. Whoa, oh my God, we went on the we tour. We did in New Orleans. That was a really dramatic. Retelling. Voodoo tour. Voodoo tour. And there yeah. was just a lot of information packed into one tour. So much. But we did cool. go see the house where American Horror Story Coven was, was like based off. Inspired yeah. with Madame Lollerie, who murdered a lot of servants. I'll probably do a story on her eventually because she's mm. a mad woman. But um, that was pretty brutal. And like, there was a. Remember, there was a little kid in our. Um. Oh, yeah. He was like eight years old in the tour and he came with his family and he was just bawling his eyes out at the end. And this video lady was like, it's all fake. It's all fake. It's all fake. And she's like side eyeing everyone else like, no, it's not. It's real. <laughs> but like, shh, don't tell yeah, the boy. It was so good. And we were all dripping in sweat and she had not a single sweat on her. She's no, living her life. She really was. Really climatized that one. And yeah. I was just, I just remember feeling really hot and bothered. <laughs> And sick in the stomach from the New Orleans fattening oily food. Oh, my God. Although New Orleans is incredible and I would go back any day. 100%. Incredible. Um, Also, I don't know what's going on with my, you know, like the bottom of your, what's that? Heel? Yeah. I just watched a video the other day where someone was like getting it like that skin cut off. On their heel? Yeah, like that all of the dead skin was getting cut off by the knife. And I was like, I really want that, but I'm scared if I do it myself, I'll just accidentally nah, dig too deep. Nah, it's um it's like it's dead skin already. So you can't feel it. So I just go get a knife and give it a go. Well you get the proper, you know, podiatry was it you equipment. Who's using a cheese cracker? It's not a cheese cracker. <laughs> <laughs> Exposed. No, it's um it is an actual podiatry thing. You but we called it, it the cheese grater because it looked Somewhat like a cheese. I would grater. just catch her every now and then, just grating her feet, and I was like, "Oh, oh, you, you got to keep looks like Parmesan. Looks like Parmesan. Cooking up some pasta for dinner tonight. A carbonara, spaghetti for you. A bit Parmesan on top. We love it. We love it. Anyway, we're not here to talk to you. Foot fetishes. No, that's that's the other podcast. That's the other one called One, Two, Three, Four, Five Little Piggies. My other oh, podcast. And that, right. pod, that podcast is available now on iTunes. If you like feet, Check it's it perfect out. for you. Yeah. But in the meantime, you're listening to Sketchless. So I'm going to start with the first story. There's two stories I can mention. The first one is about a place called Goat Man's Bridge. Wow. That sounds really like a happy place. <laughs> really putting yeah. a nice picture in my head. <laughs> I'm already feeling exactly the nightmares come think. on. Yeah. Great. Okay. So old... Alton, every single time I start a story, I always fuck up the first few mm. words. I don't know what's wrong with it. Once I get into it, I can... Anyway, Old Alton Bridge, or as it's also known, the Goatman's Bridge, mm. is a historic iron bridge connecting two cities in Texas, Denton and Copper Canyon. Couldn't tell you where they are. Who knows? The bridge was built in 1884 by a company called uh, King Iron Bridge Company, and it was originally made to like carry uh like horses and carriages over a creek right um the creek was called hickory creek later it eventually allowed for cars to cross and also cattle and other livestock the bridge takes its name from the abandoned community of alton so alton was a community back in uh the 18 sorry the 1920s um the community was thriving when there was like a lot of livestock and things around that area but eventually just is completely abandoned now. It's just like abandoned, uh, like 
What do you call like I want to say shed, but like what do you call like a farmhouse? Barn? Barn. Fuck. (laughs) (laughs) Like abandoned barns. Country boy, (laughs) take me home. Yeah. You can tell I've been to the country once. (laughs) Um, Barns and like there's literally like equipment just sitting in the barns. Pretty crazy. Mm. Uh, The bridge was constantly used and traveled up up until 2001, uh, but then traffic. Uh, vehicle traffic was moved to another bridge made from steel nearby because the uh, Goatman's Bridge eventually just kind of got a bit decrepit. It's still there. Mm. Um, but before the new bridge was erected, um, vehicle users, when you're crossing this one-lane bridge, so Goatman's Bridge, you had to actually use your car horn to signal the other person that you were there. Oh, because it was one way. Yeah, so it was pretty long. It's fairly long and... At night time, sometimes you can't see the headlights. You'd have to beep your horn. Holy shit. I've been on a bridge like that. Gives me so much anxiety. New South Wales, you're at night time. Honk, honk. So terrifying. Yeah, it gives you a lot of anxiety. Like, I've I've always wondered, like, what the fuck would you do? You'd have to reverse. Yeah, but it's one way and it's dark. So good luck to you. One of those situations, like, you know how you go into it, you accidentally run into someone in the corridor and you go, ah, left and right. (laughs) You'd be like one of those. So, like, you both reverse and you go forward and you both reverse. Oh, my God. Who goes? I don't know. Anyway. Uh, the new bridge added an additional lane, so it was obviously much safer. That was another reason why they built the new bridge. There was a couple of accidents that occurred on this. Excuse me, Mr. Motorbike. That is not polite. Um, so, yeah, they built this new bridge because it was a lot safer. Uh, the bridge today is a very important link connecting to hiking trails and is very popular um, for nature enthusiasts and photographers and has eventually been listed as a historical landmark. Cute. Um, the reason that the bridge is named Goatman's Bridge is because of a legend that surrounds the area. So mm. the legend tells of a black uh, goat farmer who moved his family to a home. I've just realised this whole time I've said it, I've read this story in my head, I thought it was about black goats, but he's black. He's African-American. Oh. Did you think I was talking about black goat? Yeah, I was. I, I was, was like, it's really goat. oddly specific. Yeah, I've just realized this now. <laughs> wow. Uh, sorry, I've just had an epiphany. Yeah. Okay. So he's an African American goat farmer. I thought it was a black goat farmer. Like, yeah. Okay. Black goats. I was like, like why? Why? Goat. Why just black goats? <laughs> Very specific. Very specific. Anyway, he's African American. He's a goat farmer, and he moved his family to a home, like a really beautiful little homestead just north of the bridge in the early 1920s. His name was Oscar Washbourne, and was known uh, by the locals as the Goat Man. Oscar was very well known for selling high quality goat meat, uh, milk, cheese, as well as hides. I actually milked a goat um, in a school, no. ex- a school excursion <laughs> no. in, year th- in grade three. Oh. And let me tell you, when I say that udder was speckly, like an Easter egg, it was. <laughs> I didn't want to touch those titties, but I had to. It's disgusting. Oh, before you came out too. So it you would have been like, like, I'm not for this. It was just, it looked like a, um, a you know, quail eggs. So I've got the speckles yeah. on them. It was like that, but big and like uddery. Wow. And they're like, who wants to do it? And my teacher was like, James, go. And I was like, oh. <laughs> And then, yeah, How rude. then we tried some goat milk and it was... I just realised it's, it's Friday, Friday the 13th. 13th. Wow. Jinx. Did it twofold. Anyway. So because of... So because um, Oscar was African-American, he was very, very unwelcome by many people in the community. Mm. There were KKK clansmen in the area that were also very distraught that, like, a African-American was a successful businessman and also a, su- a successful farmer. So in August 1938, Klansmen crossed the bridge um, and kidnapped Oscar from his family. They hung a noose on the bridge and after 
Jesus Christ, all these motorbikes, where do you live? <laughs> Off it goes. Off you go, mate. Ciao. Fuck. So, uh, I'm going to start that again. That whole paragraph. Sure. Because he was of African-American descent, he was very unwelcomed by the people in the town. There were KKK clansmen in the area that were very distraught that a African-American was a successful businessman and a successful farmer. Just your, you know, homegrown racism. Mm. In August 1938, clansmen crossed the bridge and kidnapped Oscar from his family, hung a noose on the bridge, and after securing it around his neck, they threw him off. <gasps> when they looked down Bastards. to see if he had died, the noose was empty and he disappeared. In a panic, the clansmen returned to the family home of Oscar murdered his wife and children by lighting no. their house on fire and listening to them scream. Oscar better come back and get <clears throat> some serious revenge. Yeah, well, locals warn that if you cross the bridge at night time and you knock on the steel bridge three times or if you turn your head headlights off while you cross the bridge, you'll be met on the other side by the goat man. <gasps> That's kind of like, what's the knocking thing? And you, like, say three times in the mirror and that chick appears? What's her Bloody name? Bloody Mary? Yeah. I don't think you knocked her. No, no, no. You don't knock for her, but it's like, it's always three times, isn't it? Yeah, well, three is like a very um, sacrilegious number. Mm -hmm. It it is. Is it? I don't know. I made that up. No, it's cursed. Half half of six is three, Three three is cursed. (laughs) Yeah, probably. First, so first you actually smell rotting flesh. Then you'll see glowing eyes that burn red that come from the woods. And some people have even said that they've heard a large beast stomping in the woods shadows. Wow. There have been a huge amount of stories that circulate surrounding this urban legend. Some people say that the beast is actually a product of a satanic group that resided in the area and summoned the demon, while others say that it's the ghost ghost of Oscar's wife still searching for her husband and children. Mm. Um, there have actually been reports from local police, like real-life real reports I've read, um, that groups of people have been spotted in the area, like, this is like last year, lighting ritualistic fires and wearing black robes um, and holding candles. And police have been called numerous times to send the groups away. Um, Ghost, imagine, let me just say, like, if I was a policeman in a small town, they're like, hey, can you go break this up? I'd be like, ah, no. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely not. Fuck that. Not a chance Uh, of going to hell. 111, send back up. (laughs) I I would absolutely not go by myself. (laughs) There's no way. Uh, Anyway, so a woman by the name of Melissa M., uh, was fascinated by the story and wrote about her entire experience on a blog. And so I'm going to read some of her experience and what happened. So Good. She was with her brother and she was also with a friend of hers and they made contact with a local group called the Haunted Texas Paranormal Group um, who told them the story of how the bridge came to be, the history behind it, the lynching and all those horrible things. The ghost hunter group uh, showed the exact spot where Oscar Washbourne was lynched and asked the spirit if it could show the group that he was in fact there with them by switching off the flashlight that the leader of the group was holding. To Melissa's amazement, the flashlight slowly dimmed and then eventually turned off. Oh, my God. Until they were eventually standing in darkness. The group then asked Oscar if he was angry and if the men who murdered him should be brought to justice. The flashlight turned back on and even brighter than it was before. Wow. Creepy. That is horrifying. Um, Melissa stated that that was the strangest part of the evening, but something else had happened. She said that while she was crossing the bridge, she felt as if she was being followed. I've had that feeling before. Oh, haven't we all? And when she turned around and shone her flashlight, there was nothing there. But as she turned back around to follow the group, she felt as if something was immediately behind her, like an inch behind her, breathing down her neck. She even felt a breath touch the back of her neck. And she turned around, around, but nothing was there. 
That's oh my god, fu- that's absolutely fucked. So, it's still there today. A lot of people go there um, for ghost hunting. I've got a couple of photos to show you. Look, I don't know if there's anything. Uh, this is like the main one. Oh my god, do I want to so see it? So it's like, it? that's the bridge. Oh, I don't know. What do you see? It's kind of like... Like, it looks more alien-like It kind of looks like an x-ray. So what yeah. we're looking at is a picture of like the bridge, but then... It's like mist. There's some fog, yeah. That's turned into like a... A shape. A shape of a fetus. Yeah, <laughs> an X-ray fetus of a fetus, is a good way to put ultrasound. it. Yeah. This is what people have said they've seen. It's like <gasps> a... It's not... It's a drawing. Yeah, I know. That's what he looks... He's like yeah. Capricorn God. And then that's a photo oh that someone took about. Oh, my... No, apparently. thanks. Yeah. That's <laughs> disgusting. So it's like a goat... No. Goat-headed humanoid thing in the woods. Yeah, look, that's definitely computer yeah. generated, but, yeah, but look. it's also going to haunt me in my dreams tonight, <laughs> but that's fine. The thing about the goat man is that... Uh, he's not after me. No, so. well, he's definitely after you. And also, like, why would someone who's been lynched suddenly become a goat? Well, I mean, it 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 is who he was. Goats defined him. That was his job. It was his business. So, you know, if you could come back, why come back as your plain old self when you could have a goat head? But also it's like, what a shit go. You got literally lynched by a group of racists and then you come back as a fucking goat. Like, that's shit. True. At least you got square or rectangle pupils. <laughs> Do goats have rectangles? Yeah. That's fucked up. You've never seen a goat's pupils? No, I don't want to see that. I need to show yeah, you show this. Me yeah, show me. Yeah, okay, I'm going to show you this. Um, so, obviously, the legend still lies to... To, till this day, nobody really knows the logistics of what's going on, yeah. what these strange noises are, and what's happening. But <gasps> look! Oh my god, they're like rectangles. Yeah. as hell. I think that it there there's something with that and like the they're an unnerving species like, of satanicness about them. <laughs> it's the horns. <laughs> A black goat is no, what scares me. It is the horns, but like there's got to be something about why their pupils are rectangles. Have you seen the witch? Black no. Phillip? You've told me about Ooh, it, though. that's an unnerving black goat. I tell you what. Yeah. That will fuck with you. Yeah. Oh, is that the one that talks? Yeah, and he whispers. <laughs> whispers. Like ASMR. That's worse. Whispering's way worse. Yeah, I agree. Like, I'd rather the goat, like, sing me a song, you know? <laughs> yeah, well. Like, sing, don't whisper. Yeah, yeah. Damn. Look, you don't have to do it right now. No, I, I wanted this. to, um, <laughs> I got stuck. It was like, what does a goat's vision look like? And I, I just really wanted to know, but... True. Wi-Fi, have, Wi-Fi have is looking me down. Well, I know that's Does it the thing. have widescreen vision? The only person who knows <laughs> is Blu-ray? the goat man. True. Well, we better go to Texas one day. I mean, we've been, but we've we been. should go back to the bridge and ask our fellow goat man a question. Is that him now? Goat man? Goat man? What if he said I didn't have a beard yesterday. Yeah, <laughs> he's, got, he's got a he's got a little Billy goat beard today. He said a beard. No, he said I didn't have a beard yesterday, oh my and now he's a goat because now he's got a little Billy beard. Good on him. Billy beard. So that Goaty. was that was that story. It's it's brief. It's small. Yeah, look, wasn't so scared, but no. the, the imagery fucked me more, to be honest. Well, that's good. The second, <laughs> <As> it <does. laughs> it's one of those things that, like, when I read about it, I was like, oh, it's not too scary. And at nighttime, I was like, goat man, stay away. Yeah. Oh, tea. Yeah, yeah it's good because it's daytime, and then yeah. tonight. So now the second story, we're gonna get into it. Um, what is that? Who is that? This you, episode is pausing? an absolute fuckery, isn't it? No, I <laughs> Everyone pause wants it. to chat. I think I'll get straight into We're it. in your friendly Sorry, I'm just like looking out the window to see if anyone's around, but I can't see anyone. I can hear a voice. No, it's the neighbours. <gasps> a child. A child. 
I think we'll take a little bit of a break until these people fuck off. <laughs> so let's. We and Laura's excessive vaping. So we'll be back <laughs> in two minutes. See you soon. Welcome back. Oh, <laughs> welcome back to the Scheduleless Podcast episode 12. Sorry this episode This episode is an absolute romper room fuckery <laughs> of an episode, but look, whatever. Also, I said excessant. That's not a word. No. How embarrassing. Excessive. Kill me. That's all right. That's why I'm here, I'm to a, educate you. Yes, well, you are a teacher. <laughs> anyway, the next story is fun. <clears throat> Hit me. It's about the Huzak Tunnel. Have you oh, heard of it? so we had a bridge and a tunnel. You're yeah, right. we're going to we're going to another man-made structure. Why not? We love it. The Who's that tunnel is a seven point six four kilometer railroad tunnel. Just take that in. That's a fucking long tunnel. Yeah, six kilometers. It literally goes straight through a mountain. So underneath the mountain goes straight through for seven kilometers. Wow. Um, it's in western Massachusetts. It passes through the Hoosac Range, which is part of the Vermont Green Mountains. It runs uh, in a straight line from east to west. The east part of the tunnel is a town called Florida, and the north, sorry, the west is a place called North Adams. Like Florida, Florida? No. Okay. Florida, Massachusetts, West Massachusetts. That's one of those sure. things where I'm you like go a to. A town <laughs> called Florida? Like, I, I know that place. Imagine Come if on. you like go, <laughs> let's go to Florida, and then you end up in fucking Western Massachusetts. <laughs> <laughs> like, get your beach gear out, it's snowing. <laughs> Jesus. So in 1851, the tunnel began construction. I'm so sorry to like give you construction information, but it is important to them. Yeah, it's fucking boring. Oh my god, really? No, I don't okay. care. It literally was like digging an enormous hole through the middle of a mountain. Yeah. Like, it was insane. Um, and in 1851, the estimated cost was $2 million. And at the time of completion, which was almost 25 years, um, the total construction was over $21 million in 1875, which today is about $450 million with Just inflation. for a tunnel. Like, could for they not go around it tunnel. or over it? Well, or, you know? look, the reason they did it was because they wanted to... It was for trade, mostly, and then for transport, but... To go around it, especially in the wintertime, was really, really treacherous and difficult. Yeah, okay. So the tunnel construction project required an excavation of more than 2 million tons of rock. And after 20 plus years of construction, around 200 men died, giving the nickname to the tunnel the Bloody Pit. Oh, wow. So nice. Do they call you the Bloody Pit? (laughs) (laughs) When all flows around, my dear. Anyway, Once a month, yeah. Around the time of the beginning of the tunnel's construction, around 1860, an explosive known as uh, nitroglycerin was first introduced to America. Um, the construction crew on the Huzak Tunnel were one of the first crews in America to actually use this specific type of explosive, so they were really, really honoured and really excited. Um, on the afternoon of May, sorry, March 20, 1865, three explosive experts named Nick Brinkman, Billy Nash and Ringo Kelly incredible name, Yeah, decided to use the nitroglycerin to continue their work on the tunnel. They placed a charge and then ran back towards um, a safety bunker that would shield them from the blast. Uh, Brinkman and Nash never made it back. For some reason, Ringo Kelly set off the charge accidentally before the other men could make it to the shelter, mm. and they buried, they buried, they got buried alive under the rock. 
Oh, what a way um, to go. Yeah, it's horrific. Uh, In 1868, so a couple of years later, um, and let me just say Ringo Kelly, the man that, you know, accidentally set off his charges, Mm. he felt obviously extremely guilty and, like, really, really... Blamed himself for everything, yeah. Yeah, and he kind of went AWOL for a year. He kind of disappeared and just, like, left um, and gave up his job as the explosive technician, obviously, and was just like, bye, Mm. and left. So in 1868, the construction site was toured by a man named Paul Travers. He was a technical engineer and very, very highly respected cavalry officer from the Civil War. He had received a letter from from the construction company of the tunnel who asked him to come and examine the tunnel. The letter stated that miners were walking off the job as soon as the sun went down because they, quote, complained constantly of hearing a man's voice crying out in agony. Oh, what? Um, and this Paul Travers man, the guy who was in the army, he was convinced that the that it was just wind sweeping through the tunnel. So he decided to investigate. And this Paul Travers guy was like, mate, like, he was good friends with the man that was constructing the tunnel. Yeah. So the man that was constructing the tunnel was named Mr. Dunn. And he, he reached out to Paul Travers being like, look, can you just like come here and just like put these, put these stupid allegations to rest because, you know, we need, we to, need get to get this get tunnel on. finished. Yeah. Um, so Mr. Dunn and Paul actually went into the, into the tunnel together on September 8th, 1868. <clears throat> so Paul Travers would never forget what he saw in that tunnel that day. Oh. He wrote a letter to his sister stating exactly what happened that evening. Um, and I'm going to read it in quotes. So Don and I entered the tunnel at exactly 9 p.m. We traveled about two miles into the shaft and then we stopped to listen. As we stood there in cold silence, like a tomb, we both heard what truly sounded like a man groaning in pain. As you know, I've heard this this sound 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 wow many times during the war. Yet when we turned up our wicks on our lamps, there was no other human beings in the shaft, and I'll admit that I've never been this frightened in a long time. It definitely was not the wind. Oof. That's chills. So scary. That is horrifying. I would um inhale the gas from the lamp. <laughs> I would because what, hap- what happens to me? <laughs> what happens to me in those situations? I freeze. I freeze up. Yeah. I don't know what to, and like which way do you go? They're pretty much in the middle, so I'm like, I don't want to go back, but I don't want to go forward. Oh. So I'm like, I'm just gonna live here. What if he was trapped? Bring like, me a how bed. How was it? Maybe he was actually trapped. No, the two bodies were found. <gasps> yeah, uh, yeah, they buried them. Yeah. Uh, so a month after the visit, on October 17th, the construction company began to create. Um, an enormous like exhaust shaft uh, to release gas and steam as well as any toxic fumes that came from a train as it travelled through um, because they realised that uh, when they were working with their wicker lamps, the toxic fumes from the lamps were filling up the tunnel and so they thought, look, if a train's coming through here and it's going to release steam mm. and people have their windows open, it's going to gas everybody out. Oh, so um, they also realized that when they were digging this exhaust into the ground, there was water immediately underneath the track. So they're like, great. Oh. So now we've got to think about steam, the toxic fumes and water. So what they did, they pretty much, they built a, they dug into the ground as deep as they could possibly go. And they dug up into the mountain, like a chimney. And at the top of this gigantic, enormous exhaust, which was almost one mile long. So it was very, oh, very long. Wow. Um, they had a water pumping station, which, pumped up the water and they also hoisted down miners from the from the chimney down into the shaft and they would um dig out rock by hand where the water was mm. uh so on this day october 17th um 
gas from one of the miner's lamps that were being hoisted down to um, pull out some of the rock and water, uh, the, the gas from his lamp exploded and it just did an enormous amount of damage. As he was going down the chimney? As he was going down, the gas must have built up in the shaft and it eventually mm. exploded from one of the um, wicker like being lit. 13 miners were killed when debris filled the central tunnel. The water pumping station fell down on top of them and so did numerous drill parts, which are enormous. Um, a man named Mallory... <laughs> sorry, I shouldn't laugh, Mallory, sorry. It's a pretty name It's for a really a pretty name. Yeah. <laughs> a man named Mallory was... Oh, I need to, because it's not funny. He was hoisted down once the debris had settled, um, but once he was pulled back up, so he was pulled back up because he was he was saying like the fumes are way too intense. He's about to faint, and as they pulled him up and he was barely conscious, he muttered, "No hope." Oh, like what he saw was just like just devastation. Oh. Um, so none of the miners came out alive. Months later, after everything had settled. The miners' bodies were finally dug free and given a decent burial because they obviously wanted to find out um, if the bodies were still there and they wanted to make sure mm. they all got a, a decent cemetery burial. But what they found was that the miners had constructed a raft and were living down there before they died. So they were not dead straight away. <gasps> so when he was saying no hope, oh. So the miners that were caught underneath the debris and underneath the water oh, station no. were alive and they built a raft. And because was, of the water down there. Because of the there. water. Um, but eventually the gas or the lack of oxygen would have killed them. Oh, um, it's said that they were alive for at least a week before <gasps> they were found. That's fucked up. And, um, so years passed during construction and numerous strange accounts have been recorded from people seeing like miners holding shovels and picks and just disappearing into thin air to hearing groans of pain coming from the far distance in the tunnel. One extremely, extremely unnerving account was when two men, James R. McKinstry and Clifford J. Owen, went into the tunnel to see if they could find any ghosts. They were both extremely intelligent, academic, sceptical, and wanted to put an end to the nonsense. They were literally like, you are all being so ridiculous. There are yeah. no ghosts in here. Miners kept walking off the job in the middle of the night, and these two academics were like, we're going to go in here and find nothing, and we're going to prove to you that this doesn't exist. So... When they walked into the, sh into the um, tunnel for two miles, they took a moment to rest and there was absolutely no light except from their dim lamps, dim lamps until they heard the same sound that oh. everybody else is hearing, groans of agony. Groaning. He went on to write in his personal diary, quote, the next thing I saw was a dim light coming along towards us in the direction from the tunnel. At first I believed it was a workman, but as it came closer, it took on a strange blue colour and appeared to take the shape of a human being with no head. He said that when he got when it got when the apparition got really close to him, he wanted to reach out and touch it, but he was so terrified that he couldn't even move and eventually walked past him and vanished into thin air. Oh my god. Owens wrote later in a letter to his sister, um, saying, quote, Above all, I'm a realist and he was not and I'm not prone to repeating gossip and wild tales that defy a reasonable explanation. So these two skeptics, academics, very intelligent, mm. literally left that day being like, we saw something that was real. On October 16th, 1874, a local hunter named Frank Webster vanished near Hoosack Mountain um, and the tunnel. 
Three days later, he was found by a search party stumbling along the banks of the Deerfield River. He was in a state of shock, mumbling incoherently and falling over. He explained to his rescuers that the strange voices had ordered him into the Huzak Tunnel, and once he was inside, he saw ghostly figures wandering around. He also said that invisible hands had snatched his hunting rifle away from him and that he'd been beaten with it. He couldn't remember leaving the tunnel. Members of the search party recall that Webster did not have his rifle when he was found, and the cuts and abrasions on his head and body did not bear evidence of a beating. Wow. So, who knows? Mm. Now, going back to our friend Ring- Ringo Kelly, the yeah. guy that disappeared for a year because he felt really, like, bad about murdering two people accidentally. Yeah. The yeah. explosion guy. He obviously was, you know, struck with a shit ton of guilt, was gone for a year, um, but on March 30th, 1866, the body of Ringo Kelly was found two miles inside of the tunnel. No. It was found at the exact same spot where Brinkman and Nash were killed. <gasps> Authorities state that Kelly had been strangled to death. The death occurred between midnight and 3.30 a.m. and the crime has still been unsolved till to this day. Wow. With no... Um, explanation. No explanation, no uh, witnesses or suspects. What? None. Is the tunnel still open? Yeah. My goodness. So the stories about the bloody pit still continue to be told this day. Locals in the area still claim that strange winds, ghostly apparitions and eerie voices are experienced around and inside the tunnel. Visitors who journey to the site today, however, risk becoming one of the resident ghosts themselves. The Boston and Maine Railroad still runs nearly a dozen freight trains through the tunnel each day, making this trip that is definitely on the dangerous side. If you're interested in... Like the historical parts of the tunnel, you can visit a museum that's dedicated to mm. the tunnel, which is at the Western Gateway Heritage State Park, oh, if yeah. you're ever in the area. Let's go there tomorrow. <laughs> um, <laughs> also, just to end this fucking scary story, um, the Mohawk Indians, who were the uh, indigenous people of the land, they named the place Hoosack Mountain, and in their language, Hoosack means forbidden. So oh, it's almost okay. like they knew something about the tunnels. Some bad juju there. All of this horrible stuff happened there. It's almost like they knew that it was cursed like not or to fuck with it. not to mess with it. Yeah. yeah. And that is a story of the bloody pit and the goat man's bridge. bridge. Wow. Pretty fucked up. Yeah. I would love to go to the bridge, but I wouldn't like to go to the tunnel. I'll show you a photo of the tunnel. See, I think I'd prefer to go to the tunnel. What? It's pitch black. Yeah, like, not go in it, but, like, oh, no, stand at the go. edge. <laughs> You've got to go in it. Um, you have to go in it. I, put, put me down the chimney, you know? Modern day Santa. So that's inside the tunnel. Oh. That's it being built back in the early days. I'll post these on the Instagram, everyone. Don't worry. Um, here's, the like, the outside of the tunnel here. Oh, eerie. Very eerie. That's a photo of it in the distance. That's pretty. It's kind of pretty. Like, that's that's really eerie, isn't it? Just look up um, Huzak Tunnel Scary. Look that up. What do you mean? Like, add scary to Maybe your... Maybe I'll YouTube it and someone will walk through it. Tunnel oh, I thought it spelled who, like, W-H-O. <laughs> All right, let's see if we can find someone. Oh, there's a random person. It's not yeah, it. it's giving it me give me a bit of anxiety. Yeah. Ugh, heavy genies. You can't even see the end anymore. Not. That's scary. Not an inch of light. Yeah, I just feel like. Ugh. Like you wouldn't do it on foot. You really wouldn't. 
These people are brave. What? What? Let's see what's wrong with him. Anyway, apparently there's like secret rooms and like all this creepy shit going on in there and mm. satanic shit and just like the usual spooky dark shit that I'm not really... Look, I'm staying far away from that tunnel, I'll tell you what. <laughs> but not the bridge. You want to go see Goatman. Yeah, I wouldn't mind. Goatman. 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 We have one last activity before we uh, wrap up this episode. Do we? I need a strand of hair from you. And I also need a ring that you're wearing. Why? I'll tell you in a minute. Please pull a piece Here's in. a ring I'm wearing. Do you wear it often? Every day. Amazing. I can't touch it. But you can pull out a hair. Okay. I don't know if I'm doing this right, but I'm going to try anyway. I've Just one out. strand. Yeah. Look. I'm, I'm getting... There we go. There's one did strand. It, did you pull it out? Was it, like, loose? It was loose. No, you're going to pull one out of your scalp. Oh. I don't know if that's true. Oddly specific. I feel like it needs sure. to be organic. It's got to be a freshie. It's got to okay. be free range. Oh, there we go. Free now, range. Okay, so now tie in. that hair to the ring. Oh, look. I don't know if my hair's that strong. You'd be surprised. I've seen this done before. Okay. So just tie that up. Tie it in a knot. If you can, yeah. How good do you think my finger capabilities <laughs> are? Weren't you in Scouts? No. Weren't you a, weren't you a um, Cub Scout? Girl Scout. <laughs> Can you imagine? You as a Girl Scout? Yeah, I'd be one of those badge collectors for sure. You'd also be really into the Scout Leader, I can imagine. No. No? Oh, my goodness. <gasps> I've just dropped it. You've dropped the hair. No. Nah, okay. I got it. You got it. There we go. I got a knot. Okay, so we've got the knot. Okay, so now I'm going to hold it, but just put your hold together like that. Amazing. So we're going to do a seance. Thanks. No, we're not. Give me the, give me the <laughs> hair. Give my hair. That's Use the your point. own goddamn hair. I can't. Give me it. I don't wear rings. What's a seance? I'll show you. Just let me hold it. Well, it's like a pendulum. No, don't do that. Oh. Yeah, let me hold it. Okay. So now we're going to ask it questions. So we're going to hold this hair with a ring and then it's supposed to swing left and right when we ask it questions. So we've got to... We've got to um, not blow on it? <laughs> not blow on it. We've also got to establish what's yes and no. You just touch the ring. Yeah, but I'm not going to... I'm just trying to keep it still, okay? Okay, if there's somebody here, swing the ring. So it's definitely swinging. No, you made it swing. I'm not. You did. You touched it. Okay. Look. Well, that's what things do when they're suspended. If there's somebody here, swing the ring a lot. <laughs> More intense than it's swinging now. If there's somebody here, swing the ring a lot. Is there anything happening? No. Maybe you should do it because it's not my hair. Oh, you f I just Hold asked still. that. Can you ask the question? I honestly can't keep this thing still enough. All right, ask the question. That's good. That's fine. Okay. Now ask the question. I can't stay still. I've got <laughs> bloody the shakes. Stay still, god damn it. Okay. If there's somebody here, swing the ring. Dead still. It's swinging. That's me moving. If there's somebody here... Please move the ring or just do something. Okay. If there is somebody here, swing it left to right. <laughs> I just blew on it. This isn't, <laughs> this isn't it. Look, it ain't it. I don't know what you're trying to achieve. <laughs> I don't know. I just read a thing online. Wow. <laughs> Trust everything you read. I do. Look, if I turn into the goat man tonight, you know why. Because you tied your hair onto a ring? 
No, because you brought him here. <gasps> you know what I was thinking when I was listening to the podcast the other day? There was like a, uh, that, was that a cockatoo? Yeah. If anybody is not from Australia, which I would be surprised <laughs> if anyone's listening to is not from Australia, they'd be so concerned about that noise in the background. Because there, like, there she goes. Out of context, <laughs> it sounds really fucking scary. Yeah. Like it sounds like some screeching in the distance. But to me, that's just like a very, um, I find that noise really comforting. That's nature. <laughs> I do find that noise really comforting. Yeah. Because it reminds me of Australia. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, that was really fun. I hope you liked the stories. I did. I really did. They were good. This room is slowly heating up by every minute and <laughs> my eyes are slowly closing <laughs> from the heat. <laughs> it happened so last time, time as well. Um, but thank you so much, everybody, for listening. I really appreciate it. And I also want you to make sure you follow um, the podcast on social media, Instagram, Scheduleless Pod, and then Facebook, Scheduleless Podcast. We have a Facebook group. Where we post like a bunch of fun stuff where we talk and chat and be merry. And it's the Scheduleless Podcast group on Facebook. And anybody can join. It's open to everyone. And then last but not least, we have Twitter, which I never use. So don't bother. <laughs> It's there. It's there. Don't even Give use it. Give it a follow. Who knows? And um, thanks so much. I really appreciate it. And uh, yeah, I'll see you next week. Bye. Thanks so much. Bye, everyone. Bye. Bye. See ya. Bye-bye now. <laughs> Adios. Adios.